0: I can't even imagine doing this without my friends Greg and Alicia. We'd laugh. We'd laugh about the crazy stories. It's so important to keep your sense of humor and be able to laugh about it because it is hard.
1: I'm your host, Valerie Borgman. And in this Family Talk episode, Julie talks about her mother's memory loss, moving her parents, and the importance of friends. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you like today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip
0: from our guest. I guess where I would start is what my mom had to give up. I believe she was 92. 93 when I moved her up here Um, and dad was a year younger and my mom was still driving. She was golfing at least once a week. She was oil painting. Um, She had her friends down there. My dad had for a while wanted to move into like a senior living uh, situation so she didn't have to work so hard just to take care of him and the house and meals. Um, My mom wasn't having it. They lived on a golf course, and she just loved her home. It was their, her favorite home out of every every home she's ever lived in. She didn't want to move. I'd gotten a phone call from their neighbor, a good friend of theirs, that was concerned about my mom's memory, concerned about her driving because of her memory. And I think mom had started to have some trouble sometimes remembering how to get home, when she and my dad were out, because c- my dad's blind and in a wheelchair, he was going blind, so he could not drive. He was starting to have some memory challenges. Dad called one day and was talking about, you know, them needing some help and wanting to move into some kind of senior living. They didn't really need assistance yet, but just senior living. Mom wasn't having it. So I suggested... Be careful what you suggest. I suggested that what if they moved up into senior living up here in Washington state so I could help because my family's up here. My kids are up here. They said they'd think about that. And I got a phone call the next day. Oh, wow. That was quick. (laughs) Yes, it was very quick. Uh, Typical of my dad, it was, yes, we're in. We want to do that. We want to be up there by this weekend. I'm like. That's not realistic, but wow. (laughs) So, So the very next day, my husband and I after work went and we went, saw several different apartments and talked to them. It's a mile from our house. So for us, it was right. I could swing by on my way home. I would suggest to anyone, absolutely make them close by. It was really good for us to have them nearby. Um, when I moved them here and they're only a mile away, there was more than one Saturday night on a, at 10 o'clock or any night of the week, really where mom had gotten the TV and the cable box off from each other. So one would turn on, the other would turn off. And so in my pajamas, I would go over and fix the problem. Um, cause there were facilities that we checked into that were farther away. It was really handy to have them close. Um, yeah. And so we could go and I would take them groceries at first. And, well, I took them groceries all the time, took mom grocery shopping. Mom missed her home terribly. Mm. Uh, dad sold her car on her, which was a blessing because then I didn't have to fight her. She was determined to go buy a car, and gratefully, Dad turned all the finances and everything over to me. I'm power of attorney because she can't drive. she She could drive down there because she'd known her way around. but up here, Because of what she has is Alzheimer's dementia, Um, and her dementia has progressed, she would get lost up here. Just driving her around, she would get confused on where we were. It's overwhelming. And she would slow down, and traffic up here is very fast. It's not a bunch of senior citizens with really wide roads. (laughs) I'm very grateful that the car was gone. Um, for that reason. And I didn't have to, right? I didn't have to do that. Uh, My dad, my mom was very angry at my dad. She believes he didn't talk to her about moving, which is not true. And I talked to her too about it for getting rid of her car for, right? All like it just, the move was very hard on her. She was very confused. Her dementia progressed. Friends of ours, and I'm very grateful for this, packed them up, drove a U-Haul up. We unloaded it and my brother and I and husband and my kids set up their apartment before they got here and packed up the rest of their stuff. And I flew back up with them a couple days later. And then the family friends took care of getting rid of everything else. Um, I'm very grateful for them. I wish we could have slowed it down and I could have been part of that packing up because there were some things that probably should have come up and others that, right, it was... But I'm grateful that they did it because it couldn't have happened without them. Um, they did a wonderful job. So it was a definitely group effort. So we got them up here, my mom didn't believe that everything in the apartment was hers. She doesn't know whose it was or where it came from.
1: Well, wow, because uh, it was out of the environment that she was used to seeing it is. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Her dementia, right? It, it, we didn't get her up here anytime too soon they came in independent. They had their own apartment. They'd go downstairs for dinner. She started to get a little, well, she couldn't remember dad's medication and what to give him when. And so I went to these pill things that said AM PM, right?
1: The pill boxes.
0: The pill boxes. That worked for a little bit. And then I realized at some point her dementia progressed and she was getting confused and he wasn't always getting his meds. Now, For him, that's a big deal because it's his heart medication. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: Right? Yeah, right? Uh, So then I had to get dad on assistance for his medication. They've been up here four and a half years now, and they were independent for about a year, year and a half. And then I had to get dad on assistance for his medicine. Then it progressed where dad needed help showering because mom couldn't help him anymore. It wasn't safe which was hard for her to give up, but right, it just progressed. And so dad's level of care then increased, the cost increased. We were still doing okay. Mom started to believe her mom was still alive. Now, my mom at this point was about 95 years old. And her mother hasn't been alive for quite some time. Yes. And she (laughs) would start to pack and want to go see her mom as this progressed. Then COVID hit. Uh, When COVID hit, dad was in the hospital for the second time with pneumonia. I started out being able to visit him in the hospital after work. And then I'd go see mom because she was alone, which was a lot. And then COVID hit and everything shut down. And so one day I pulled up to the hospital to go visit dad. And there's like, it's all locked down. Nobody's getting in. Mm. I had an appointment with a social worker. And so she let me come up because I had an appointment with her and so I got to see dad that day and explain that because of COVID I you know I wasn't going to be able to visit when I moved him I was told that they could like be there till the bitter end that head of assistance left and the new head of assistance and I had some struggles it mm. was just how it was the doctor wanted to release him the head of assistance wouldn't take him back she fought the doctor and she fought me saying they couldn't take care of him it's the common cold it's pneumonia it's just his antibiotic it's not right it's nothing out of the ordinary but because of covid um she kept him out for about another 3 or 4 days before they were then able to fight the doctor at the hospital was able to fight because it, he had been 10 days out from the rhinovirus that she was had to take him back in. Um wow. That was argument number one with her, the fight mm-hmm. number one with her. Then that was March when everything shut down. And then in June my mom fell and she must have hit a corner of a wall and oh, she gosh. put her head open. She <sighs> it was like this big U shaped um cut and she had 19 staples in her head.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. And that day or maybe the next day, she, as usual, like she'd always done, because I only lived a mile away, she tried to walk to our place, which she had done before, and she gets part way and then she turns around and goes back. She had been doing it for four years. I had seen other residents walking down 356, which is a very busy street, but it has a sidewalk and it has this like barrier for part of it. The head of assistance called me at six o'clock on a Saturday night and said that I needed to go and stay with my parents. My mom was a flight risk. There was nobody at the front desk at night. And so I needed to go stay with them because somebody needed to be with them 24 seven. And I I said, no, I'm not doing that. That's not, I'm not doing that. I knew it was Saturday night after dinner. Mom's had her dinner. She's probably in her pajamas getting ready for bed. She's not going anywhere. But they didn't trust me. Anyway, that was run in number two uh, with the head of assistance. Um, she was very mad at me because I wasn't listening to her. I was listening. I just didn't agree. Yes. So um, she was going to call the director on a Saturday night. So advocating, advocating for your parents and your family is important. It's
1: not the phone call you want to get, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I didn't buy into it because it was dramatic. It was an overreaction. Yes. Could my mom wander off at some point? Yes. Her dementia was not at that point yet. She said she was going to go visit family. They thought it was her mom. It wasn't. It was us. But I'm the one who told them that she was talking about going to visit her mom. And to keep an eye on her. So when she split her head open, I got to go to the emergency room because of her confusion with her dementia. They let me in, even though it was COVID time. When I took her back home, they decided I was essential for my mom and dad. And so they allowed me up to visit. When I got up there after three months of not being able to visit, just phone calls, she had taken some of the paintings off the wall because she was going to take them to go visit her mom. So that's why I said, hey, you know, keep an eye on her, right? She wants to go visit her mom. If she comes downstairs with suitcases, stop her. She never did. But they started to, especially the head of assistants, started to panic that mom was a flight risk. The director and I talked because I was unhappy with the head of assistance. The director said, and it's true that my mom's dementia was not going to get better and has not gotten better. She said she doesn't need to be moved now. Ultimately, that she might need to be moved. I'm off in the summers. So rather than waiting until it was a crisis, maybe Christmas time, middle of the school year, I decided to start looking. Yeah. Because mom needed memory care at this point. I checked out a couple of memory care places and they wanted to to keep mom and dad together. And that's, I am very grateful they still have each other. I think it's unheard of for people in their now mid to late 90s, they're 96 and 97 now to still have each other. I mean, that's amazing, right? And I'm very grateful for that. I'm not going to lie, it's not easy. (laughs) And to keep them together was $12,000 a month. That's a lot of money, right? They don't bring in $12,000 a month. So the places I looked at didn't take Medicaid. So basically, they would take the $12,000 a month. And when they ran out of money, then I'd have to place them in a Medicaid facility. And I didn't want to do that. And that's not gonna get them the best facility, right? If I could find a facility that is a good facility that takes Medicaid when they run out of money, that's a much better situation than waiting until they run out of money and then trying to get them into a Medicaid facility that's not nearly as nice. Right. So that was uh, important to me. So I was looking for memory care and a way to keep them together. And that's when um, I met you and you were a blessing it was so easy cuz not a lot of the places had room for two
1: right that was really well first of all thank you so much but <laughs> yeah that's there are not a lot of couples that we work with not a with, lot of,
0: right.
1: so <laughs> that a lot does, of couples
0: <laughs> that makes it harder yeah absolutely and the other part of that is is i didn't know a lot about adult family homes um And I learned I might have moved them in there sooner um, if I had known about adult family homes. And you found a couple of places that you and I went to look at before I brought mom and dad to look at them. Um, Well, mom to look at them and dad to sit in the car. Right. Because he's blinded in a wheelchair like there's no reason for him to go in and look at the place. (laughs) More important for him to talk to the people. And get a feel for who they are and what he's comfortable with and the feeling he got. We looked at a couple. Wonderful places, both of them. There was just one that I clicked with and my parents clicked with. And it has been a blessing. My dad is so happy. He used to push his button to get assistance to go to the bathroom when he went completely blind. When he moved up here, he was blind in one eye, could see maybe some light and could see out of the other eye, some. But since then, he went completely blind. And so we needed help and assistance. My mother used to take him. And then it got a little, it's just not safe for her to help him anymore. And so he would push his button. And 15 to 30 minutes later, somebody would come and assist him. Where now, at Star of Hope, Adult Family Home, he pushes his button. And they're there within 30 to 60 seconds.
1: Right. Because it's that small home environment, you know, it's just a completely different environment. They are
0: so loving and they take such good care of mom and dad and dad is so happy.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. ClearPath helps families find assisted living, memory care, and other resources. Find our contact information in today's show notes.
0: Something that I want to share with you is Veterans Benefits, which my dad was in the military in World War II, because it's not for everybody. It's certain wars and certain time frames. And it used to be that they used to have $80,000, right? You, they could only have 80000 And now this year, well, in 2020, it went up to 120000 But when they moved up here, they had plenty of money. And none of us thought my dad would still four and a half years later still be alive. Yeah, and I had, always say
1: we don't we don't have that crystal ball.
0: We don't. We, have no we idea. don't. And I would say this: he's actually his spirit's probably stronger than my mom's right now. Like it's amazing. Like I mean, he wants to die. He moved up here because he wanted assisted assisted suicide. But being blinded in a wheelchair is not terminally ill. We do have assisted suicide up here but it's when you're in the last few weeks, months of your life and you're terminally ill, but being blinded in a wheelchair is not terminally ill.
1: That's interesting. What do you think it is that changed him from wanting assisted suicide to now thriving?
0: Well, I think, yeah, he's talking to me about it. He's scared of dying. He's what he says is he's scared of dying because he's never done it before.
1: (laughs) But now he has all this energy and he
0: has the energy. It's the care he's getting. It's the Uh care he's getting really Um, his relationship with um, especially Alex and Brian that they take care of him. Uh, Alex trims his hair and eyebrows and just, you know, takes care of him does his fingernails for him because he can't do them himself. And um, Brian's the night guy and takes him to the bathroom and he calls one of the other, Sandra, one of the other aides, calls Sandra okie dokey. Oh, <laughs> okie-dokie. So, okie-dokie, yeah. Okay-dokey. So, okay-dokey, yeah.
1: And, and I remember that day when we toured, just how much your dad was able to, to connect with them. E- even though he has the disability of not being able to see, they were really able to establish a warm connection.
0: Absolutely. He and Alex sat out there and talked for a half hour. Well, Karen and I showed mom around. Uh, We were able to talk to a couple of the residents. One had been there for four years at the time and the other one for three years. Um, And they just loved it. And Alex and Karen were so excited. They were so excited to have them there and so loving and welcoming. It was really a blessing. Mom, again, her dementia with the change to Star of Hope, it confused her. She was able to help though, like in the kitchen with setting the table and and be involved that way. She still talks about wanting to go home. She's 97 years old. She thinks she has a job. She's going to go and get a job or she has a job. One of my brothers called from New York to talk to them. And he was very confused because my mom said she was on her way to work and my father wasn't there. (laughs)
1: Oh, my gosh. He
0: called me and he goes, I don't know what that's all about. And I said, well, mom's dementia is progressing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I feel like there's the right place for everybody. But one of the things that I really love about the smaller environment, and I know in Washington state, there are a lot of adult family homes in many states. There are not that many, Mm -hmm. but one of the things that I really love about that smaller environment Is that here's your mom thinking that she is working. Yes. And they're able to accommodate that by having her set the table. Yes, absolutely. And I'm I'm sure there are other jobs that they are helping her to perform Mm -hmm. so that she can still feel valuable.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I was hoping because my mom was an oil painter. And at the adult family home, I was hoping she would start painting again. She has not. I don't think she has the ability anymore. Um, I did get her a sketch pad and pulled out her drawing pencils and she sketched once or twice. And that was it. All of her paints and canvases and oil paints and everything's there. They even built to help encourage her and in part so they could enjoy it like a sunroom off their deck that's enclosed. So she's got the light, it's warm, it's right off the dining room and it's fully enclosed, but she just, she has lots of excuses. Do
1: you think Um, she can't remember the technique part of it?
0: I think so. And when I saw her drawings with the dementia, right? It's her brain. Physically, she's strong. My dad's body physically is giving out, but my mom, it's her brain and I just think she's very childlike to be honest and one of my brothers I got a lot of brothers but one of my brothers (laughs) said um when you turn 50 you start subtracting years which I like which would make my mom about three years old (laughs) two and a half maybe that's about right she is feisty she is stubborn it keeps her going I in some ways I love that and in other ways she's a handful I'm not gonna lie as grateful as I am that I still have both of them it's hard and it's hard to see them like this. Did, did uh, your role change? Because yes. Because you
1: were helping and doing groceries and things like that. How, so how did your role change?
0: So I don't have to go grocery shopping anymore, which is a blessing. I love that. <laughs> I do bring them chocolate bars now and then, although I've cut that down because mom has grown out of all of her clothes because um, <laughs> she likes her chocolate and she's eating well. I think they're eating better at the adult family home. I'm also, I mean, I'm power of attorney. I pay all the bills. I go through all the mail. I'm the parent, really. I mean, if you wanna be, you know, we've switched roles. I'm the parent. Mom doesn't realize how significant her dementia is. That said, I'm very grateful she knows who everybody is. And maybe not all the grandkids, she'll get a little confused in that, um, she knows who my kids are because she sees them more regularly when they come to visit and she eventually can put it together. She's the last one standing. She's the oldest sibling. She's the only one still living. All my da- my dad was the baby of the family, but all of his siblings are gone. Everybody's gone, but mom and dad. But my mom doesn't remember that. I even had a brother who passed away in April of 2020. He passed away. He was one of the younger ones. My mom can't remember that he passed away. So, and I, like when she talks about her mom, I just tell her, which is not a lie, really. I tell her that her mom is down with her sister, with my mom's sister, with Aunt Fran, that they're together because they are, they are both somewhere in California. So, (laughs) (laughs) and we don't know where, I can't remember where they're buried, you know, I, because otherwise it's like, she loses them all over again.
1: Right. If you were to tell her the truth.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I try really hard not to argue with her, because it's her reality. Yes, I have a brother who's schizophrenic. He's very high functioning. But when he talks about the voices and stuff, it's kind of like my mom's dementia. It's their reality. And if you argue with them, or you tell them it's not true, then they get confused and flustered and upset. So I agree and I move on. That's really I think important and, and I, hard. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, absolutely. And now and then I still kind of get caught up, but I try really hard not to. And I, my mother would like me to visit every single day. I, for my own self-care, I can't do that. Um, I do have kids, although they're out of the house now they're in college. Um, but with work and just, taking care of myself and my house and my own life. I make it there twice a week. Uh, it was three times a week and I had to decrease it to twice a week just for my own well-being, emotional health, physical health. I'm right here. They're only about three miles away now. So I can go there anytime. Um, if they needed me, I would be there. Uh, but it was just, it's important to take care of yourself too. It's yeah, harder.
1: I completely agree. I think a lot of the families that we talk to feel really guilty about yeah. that self-care. So I think that is a really important point. One of the things that I um, would love to talk about, Yes. Um, you have mentioned, Julie, how important it was for you to have other friends yes. that were going through the same thing. Absolutely. Tell, tell us a little bit about you know what that was like.
0: I can't even imagine doing this without my friends, Greg and Alicia, I walking through this, we would meet almost about once a week, almost once a week. We'd do trivia. We'd have dinner first, go to trivia. Um, but we'd laugh. We'd laugh about the crazy stories. Um, the stories of my mom's going to go get a job or the story of, The one week where my mom was in the hospital because she cut her head open, right, from a fall, was the same week that Greg and Alicia's parents also fell and ended up in the hospital, which was crazy, right? Like, how would that ever happen, right? And having people that understand the stress and the sadness, but that you can laugh with. And it's so important to keep your sense of humor and be able to laugh about it. because. It is hard, and there is a lot of sadness um, to watch your parents deteriorate and to be taken care of them, and there's a lot of stress with that. So having those friends that understand and are there and to tell tell the crazy stories, too. The stories, yeah, you got to laugh. You know, it's, I've been married 23 years, and my mom recently asked me if I had a boyfriend. And she loves <laughs> my husband, right? But, you know, I mean, it's... Oh, she is cute. And Uh, (laughs) iciness definitely keeps her going.
1: Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable.